It's episode 21 of Journey into Paul's Imagination, and today we're talking about Halloween Horror Nights 31. Um, It won't be like last week. We will still cover our normal park news, entertainment news, and some other stuff, but we will have full coverage of Halloween Horror Nights 2022 um, with a special guest later on the show. I'm so excited because Halloween Horror Nights is one of my favorite events of the year. Um, by now, you guys know just about how much I love Halloween. So I'm excited to talk about one of my favorite Halloween events. Um, it feels weird. It feels like the past however many episodes feel like a special event with talking about D23, Mickey's Not So Scary, Grand Floridian Resort. It really doesn't feel like I've had a normal episode um, in a while. So this one still won't be the usual. We're going to have a lot to talk about with Halloween Horror Nights, but um, there are some things, some new updates that I want to share with you guys and um, some dining you know, experiences that I've done within the last week. So before we get into Halloween Horror Nights and introduce our special guest, let's get into our park news. And if you guys aren't full force Halloween by now, I don't know, could not be me because I'm full force. I've been full force since the beginning of September. Um, obviously, with Halloween Horror Nights continuing, I'm just 100 miles an hour towards it. Um, and we actually got our Halloween foodie guide both for the resorts and the parks at Disney. So I'm excited to share some of the items that were released because I think this is the best foodie guide that we've had um, in terms of Halloween treats at Walt Disney World and at the resorts. So there's a lot of options that I want. Um, I'm already like mentally struggling thinking when am I going to get everything, especially being that we're uh, going to be – going on the Disney dream at the end of the month, but um, I'm excited to try as many of these options as possible. So let's get started. I'm just going to highlight some things. Um, Let's start in the parks. Connections Cafe is releasing a caramelized apple liege waffle, Um, and I'm so excited for this. The liege waffle is one of the best waffles on Disney property. It's one of the best snacks on Disney property, and the image... um, released by the Disney Parks blog, looks delicious. So I'm super excited to try this out. It starts October 4th through the 31st. Coming soon across all of the parks is going to be a Donald Duck candy corn sipper, which uh, is a must for me. I said earlier this season that I wasn't going to collect popcorn buckets and sippers, but this sipper is just, it looks amazing. Um, It's a little bit smaller too, so it won't take up too much space. And um, I honestly, like, I'm fully decorated right now for Halloween, and we ju- I end up using the popcorn buckets, at least from the holidays, for de- uh, decorations. I've got last year's Jack Skellington Annual Pass popcorn bucket. I've got an Oogie Boogie popcorn bucket out. I have a Mickey Mouse um, pumpkin Halloween balloon out. And then somewhere I also have one of the um, characters from the Haunted Mansion, so I can't help myself. And this one looks just as great, so I'm very, um, very excited. At Catalina Eddie's over at Disney's Hollywood Studios, there's a pumpkin patch cookie. It's a pumpkin spice snickerdoodle cookie topped with pumpkin spice buttercream and pumpkin candies. I'm not even really a big like pumpkin person like that, but again, another thing that just the picture looks great, and it feels like a must for me. Um, that's going to be October 1st through the 31st. Heading over into Toy Story Land, 
um, is the pumpkin lunchbox tart over at Woody's Lunchbox. It is a pumpkin pie-filled pastry tart with marshmallow fondant, uh, candy corn, and Halloween sprinkles. Um, I like the little tarts that they do over there at Woody's Lunchbox. It looks good. Um, Probably one of my lesser priorities on the list, so I won't be upset if I don't get it, but I would like to. That's going to be available October 1st through the 31st. Now, the last one is over at Disney Springs, and I've talked about this before, um, but it is, of course, the Jack Skellington Bubble Waffle Sunday. It is a must for me, um, and officially we got like what's actually in it. It's chocolate soft serve, marshmallow fluff, fluff hot fudge, orange sprinkles, chocolate shavings, chocolate pokey sticks, and a chocolate Jack Skellington garnish. It looks great. I'm hoping to get it this weekend, so I'm hoping I have a picture um, and a review for you guys next week, so stay tuned for that. So there's some good options in the parks, and there's some really good options also in the resorts, so let's get into that um, as well because I'm really excited about some of the things that they released. One of the things, typically when there is like a holiday foodie guide released, um, it's normally the like dessert snacks that I'm intrigued by. And I'm not even the biggest dessert person. It just tends to be that way. But at Disney's Art of Animation Resort, at the Landscape of Flavors, they released a Spellbound Chicken Adobo Nachos. These are blue corn tortilla chips, chicken adobo, toasted pumpkin seeds, roasted corn, black beans, and a zesty pumpkin cheese sauce. Finished with lime crema and a ghostly pepper salsa. I don't know. It just looks good. It sounds good. Um, again, not as high on my priority list, but something that I, you know, if I can get to it, I would really like to get to it. But I have two other musts. Heading over to Disney's Coronado Springs Resort at the Barcelona Lounge downstairs, the main lobby in Grandestino Tower, is the Caramel Pumpkin Pie Cold Brew. This is a Joffrey's cold brew coffee with caramel and pumpkin pie flavors topped with cinnamon whipped cream. Um, I'm hoping to get out there this weekend on Sunday morning to try it. It just looks good when we're at Coronado Springs uh, this past week, and I tried to get it, um, but it's only served during breakfast time, which I was a little bummed about. But... um. I am hoping that I can uh, I can head over there and, and get it at some point. The last thing that's a must for me, and I wish it was available right now, but um, over at Disney's Port Orleans Resort at French Quarter, um, specifically at the Scat's, Scat Cats Club Cafe, is the Pumpkin Spice Beignets. Ironically enough, um, my whole family knows I'm a big Disney fan, and one of my aunts texted me. She's like, Hey, you know, they, they have these pumpkin spice beignets. And she was like, oh, no, it's a Disneyland. I'm like, yeah, bummer. And then I saw that it was released here. And I'm just, I'm pumped about it. Again, not the biggest pumpkin person. But I just, I love trying specialty items. And that one's going all the way through November 27th. Um, so I'm really excited. I'm excited to try some of these treats. And hopefully I can let you guys know what I think and see if they're worth getting. Um, we Got news about another anniversary, and sigh, no, it's not Epcot's anniversary, but Tokyo Disney Resort is celebrating its 40th anniversary celebration beginning uh, April 15th, 2023, and the concept art actually looks amazing. It gives off that, like, 90s Disney aesthetic, so I'm pretty jealous, and I do love the way that Walt Disney World's 50th, like, the um, the imagery and the logos and everything were for it, but this one, it just... it. I don't know. It feel, I just really like the way it is. 
But uh, bouncing back over to uh, Disney World, Winnie the Pooh and friends are returning for breakfast at Crystal Palace on October 25th. Currently, um, they are only there. They just actually returned what is today uh, for lunch and dinner. So uh, if you're a Winnie the Pooh person, go, you know, go check them out. Disney Kite Tales will fly away um, as of September 30th at Disney's Animal Kingdom. Uh, I know they tried a few different ways of having this show, and it just really wasn't working. I enjoyed it my first time. Then I think my second time, I really was like, I see why people aren't as big of a fan. And it's tough. You're in the sun, so it doesn't help that you're you're just wanting to get out because it's so hot. Um so I get it. I get it. It's unfortunate that the show didn't work out, but hopefully that just means that we'll get something um, something new and something better in the future. The last piece of park news, and it reminded me that I totally forgot to add on a, um, a must-do for annual pass holders, but I guess that, let's count this as my must-do because it's something new and it's a limited time perk for Disney, annual, Disney World annual pass holders. Um, and this is going to be at Typhoon Lagoon. So not everyone, unfortunately, will have access to this. Um, you are able to purchase a ticket and kind of use these amenities. I'm excited because I just renewed my annual pass, and I included water parks, so I'm excited to test these out. But beginning in October, I actually believe it's October 2nd, there's going to be some offerings for annual pass holders. This will include only on Thursdays and select Sundays, um, annual pass holders will have a 45-minute early entry into Disney's Typhoon Lagoon Water Park, um, of course, with valid park admission. But that's really cool because it gets really busy, um, gets you a nice chance to get you know a spot, maybe get on a ride or two. So I know it's something that I plan to hopefully check out. Pass holders will also get a complimentary towel rental. It's going to be one per pass holder, but um, – that's also important because, you know, you usually have to bring your own towels unless you want to rent them out. So it's nice to know that you get one free one. And then lastly, there's going to be three new exclusive beverage offerings. Um, and this is where I'm a little bit more interested because they also come in specialty cups that look amazing. Um, but so there is going to be Sal's Watermelon Lemonade. Um, this is a frozen watermelon lemonade with the option to add tequila um, then there's also a Beachcomber Bloody Mary, which will include fresh Florida Gulf shrimp, um, Disney's Typhoon's Lagoon own horseradish pickles, cheddar cheese, tomatoes, lime, and celery. Um, all sounds disgusting to me if I'm being completely honest. I am not a fan of Bloody Marys, so personally, I would rather stay away. And then lastly, a cupcake cold brew, um, which that's the one that kind of piqued my interest and I, I hope that I could be able to get. So if you're an annual pass holder, whether or not you have access to Typhoon Lagoon, uh, they did announce that annual pass holders will also get $20 off tickets. So that might be an opportunity to go ahead and uh, and try it out. So uh, I'm excited. I'm hoping to be able to try that out soon. On to some entertainment news. So last week was the finale of High School Musical, the musical, the series. Um, easily my least favorite season of this show. But I will say that the finale did get me a little emotional. Um, growing up, I was a huge High School Musical fan. And in the finale, uh, Corbin Blue actually returns to sing every day from, I believe it was High School Musical 2. Um, so that was really awesome to just see him back. And it felt like High School Musical was alive. And um, 
And yeah, so and it, I think it's going to perfectly set up for High School Musical 4. I think I talked about this last week in our D23 episode, but it it just feels inevitable for Zac Efron, Vanessa Hudgens, and the gang to return for the fourth installment of High School Musical. So I'm excited. Um, and also, Olivia Rodrigo is, is pretty much out of the show. They, they transitioned her exit in a weird way because she kind of just oddly – didn't participate much in this season and she's officially gone so expected i just i think there could have been a better storytelling way of showcasing that but anyways um on the movie front haunted mansion is now delayed until august 11th 2023 i honestly wish they would just delay this until october or do like the similar date as hocus pocus 2 um so we'll see you know, we'll see how much more. I know the whole kind of sleet of Disney movies have been delayed, so that's unfortunate. Um, on D23, or on Disney Plus Day, uh, Disney released Simpsons Welcome to the Club. And I forget the name of the girl in The Simpsons, but basically it's about her meeting all the Disney villains. And it was funny. It's cool to see Disney villains in a way that The Simpsons would portray. So it's a little like four-minute clip. So if you haven't watched it, I recommend but really the biggest piece of entertainment news that I was pumped for was Bear in the Big Blue House reportedly is coming to Disney Plus on October 19th. Growing up, Bear in the Big Blue House was my thing. It was my favorite show. I loved it. And this has been something that's been in the talks for a while. Like, why is Bear in the Big Blue House not on Disney Plus? Um, well, it's coming, and I'm so excited to to relive my childhood and be able to to see that show all over again. Now, on to movie review. I only had seen one movie in the past week, um, but I saw Barbarian, which is a horror movie, basically about a um, – really, there's no easy way to explain this. But it's about a woman who's renting an Airbnb um, in the Detroit suburban area before a job interview when she appears at her Airbnb realizing someone else is staying there. Um, and as they're staying there, they're hearing noises, and it turns out that someone actually lives in the basement. Um, and it, it, honestly, it was a very, very unique horror movie, like one of the most unique of our generation. Um, I think it really expands the possibilities of horror movies, including that modern humor, but also like including those good jump scares. Um, so it could have you on the edge of your seat while laughing hysterically. There's one scene in particular that I couldn't even explain it where it would sound funny, but you know the scene with the tape measure in there, and it's hilarious. Basically, to me, this this movie is like if X and Don't Breathe had a baby. You would you would basically get Barbarian. And what's really unique about it is it's three mini-movies combined into one greater story. So it's like you have the first part of the movie, then it stops, and you have a new story, then it stops, and then another story, and then the end all combined. So it's it's very unique um, I thought it, it just super, super creative. Um, unfortunately the movie does suffer from just bad decision makings and like when I'm talking bad, like they're super corny. Um, if you're not paying attention, like you can get lost in this movie quick. It basically is like three mini movies in one movie. Um, so that can be a little confusing. Obviously if you're paying attention, you'll be fine, but you go for a quick bathroom break, you come back pretty lost. Um, and one of the antagonists, I, I didn't fully understand their purpose. Um, you know, I would have liked more. So this is a movie personally, like I really want a, a prequel from, um, there's one of those mini movies within the movie 
that I think could do a really good job of a movie. That's kind of where I'm thinking of X, where X has done the prequel. Um, so I, you know, I hopefully someone hears me and and gives us what what we deserve. But I gave this movie an overall eight out of ten. It was it was a good movie. I really enjoyed it. Um, now over to some meals this weekend because we, we ate a lot. Um, we had some good food. But first off, we ate at one of my hidden gems on Disney property. And if I could give an annual pass holder another piece of advice, it's eat at Three Bridges Bar and Grill at Villa Del Lago. Um, it's a hidden gem over in the middle of Disney's Coronado Springs Resort. It you, you There's no reservations on the My Disney Experience app, very similar to Geyser Point. Um, it does get busy, but it is a very casual, relaxed environment. They have excellent sangria. Um, the food is great. I get the steak. I've had the steak frites the last two times and they were delicious. Um, Lindsay really enjoys the corn dip. We actually went the night of Lindsay and I's engage or the night after Lindsay and I got engaged with all of our families and friends and it was really nice. So I I think that's part of why it plays a special part for me, but it's just really good. I love the view of the Grandestino Tower. It's 15th out of 96 on my list. I really, really enjoy it. And you know, if there's somewhere you can go and you don't want to break the bank at Disney, it's a great value uh, dinner. Um, we went to my favorite place on earth, though, on Sunday at Ohana for breakfast. Um, as you may have recall, I already mentioned that Ohana will be bringing back characters next week meaning that the prices will increase. So while there was that $25 breakfast, we decided to go back, and it was great as ever. Service was great, although he was an Eagles fan, which was unfortunate. Um, but I just – breakfast I just really enjoy. I They have really good runny eggs, and I, everyone makes fun of me for this, that it sounds so silly. But I just hate when eggs are dry. Like I like when they're runny, and it just – those make the best eggs. And the pog juice is great. The Hawaiian bread is delicious. Um, I like that they the way that they have like the pine, pineapple on the ham, which is good. Overall, it's just a good meal, and I really enjoyed when it was $25. So I'm going to miss that. You guys already know where Ohana is ranked. It is still number one. It will never be uh, – that will probably never change. But I will say, you know, speaking of meals – we actually ate at Universal Studios at a Universal Studios resort this past weekend. Um, I explained already Orlando Magical Dining. Basically, until October 2nd, um, a bunch of restaurants around the Orlando area have prefixed meals for only $40. So we wanted to do at least one this year. And so we chose Mama Della's, resta- uh, Mama Della's Restaurante at Lowe's Portofino Bay. Now, Lowe's Portofino Bay, and really just for all the Universal resorts, um, they're not owned by Universal. They're owned by Lowe's Hotels, um, which makes for a unique dynamic, but you, you still feel very inclusive of the parks. But Lowe's Portofino Bay is basically um, modeled as a small town on the water in Italy. I actually think Portofino is a city in Italy, if I'm not mistaken. I'm kind of embarrassed that I don't know. But it's it's beautiful. I mean, you pull in and you just see the view of the resort from the. It's gorgeous. It's truthfully beautiful. Um, I think Lowe's has the best smelling resorts ever. They just smell so stinking good, and just the end. Like it's it's just a great resort. Um, parts of it feel a little outdated. I will say, like I think Disney 
definitely does a better job of maintaining their resorts and making them feel um, – you always feel that they're new. And I don't know. There's just a different feel about Disney resorts. But I will say Lowe's Portofino Bay was impressive. Um, there's a lot of restaurants there that I hope to go back and try. But Mamadella's – man, Mamadella's was good. It, like if I had to put it on my – like if I had to put it on my 96 list Disney Disney list, it would be in the top 10. So it's not Italy Italian food. And I feel like I have to I have to clarify that. When you eat at like Tutto Italia, that's like food that you would find in Italy. Like the, that's your typical meal in Italy. Um chicken parm, that's not something you're getting in Italy. But it's something you would get in New York. So when I think about like when I talk about Mamadella's, I'm thinking like New York Italian. So we had for an appetizer, we had fried calamari, which I'm not a seafood person, but I loved the fried calamari. The mar- like the spicy marinara sauce was delicious, and it was a me- like this portion size should have just been for both Lindsay and I. Like it was massive, and it was really good. Chicken parmesan, best chicken parm I've had since moving to Florida. Um, I feel like I say that a lot of times when I try somewhere new. I'm confident that that probably won't change for a bit, though. Like Mama Della's chicken parm was fantastic. It was delicious. It was filling. I mean, it was really, really good. Um, and then the chocolate dipped cannoli was fantastic too. I was when I was reading the menu, I'm like, I think a cannoli might not be filling enough. Um, but you're you're stuffed by the time the chicken parm you know gets put on your table, let alone when the cannoli's in front of you. But man, it was fantastic. I mean, I never really had a favorite Universal restaurant. I am very confident that Mamadella's is my favorite universal restaurant by far it is so good and if it, if i can get an excuse to you know visit portofino bay i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it anytime it's just so good and if you haven't done it like i highly recommend um doing it for uh orlando magical dining um but of course there was a reason you know we we chose louis portofino bay um and that's because of halloween horror nights so, I'd like to introduce my special guest, and we're going to talk about everything Halloween Horror Nights 31. And now, welcome to the show, Michael Sarabona. Michael, how's it going? Good, Paul. Thanks for having me inside your imagination today. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, we're excited to have you. We're excited to talk all things Halloween Horror Nights. Um, if you don't know, Michael actually just started his own podcast, MC Universe. Michael, before we talk about Halloween Horror Nights, tell us a little bit about the podcast and where we could find you. So I'm going to be on Anchor and Spotify. Um, the podcast is pretty much um, going to be doing weekly movie reviews, movie news. Sometimes we'll just talk about different TV subjects, anything in the world of movies and TV. Um, I just have a lot to talk about and an outlet finally to use it just so I can stop bothering all my friends and family because of it. <laughs> and no, I love the bother because you know me. I love movies. You're more of like an original movie guy. I think I prefer more of the new movies, and we've talked about this. So I'm excited. The first episode's great. You definitely have to check it out. Um, it just released well, – this episode will release tomorrow, but it just released this past Monday. So definitely, definitely check it out. Thank you so much. It's so much fun to do, and I'm so excited to do more of it. Yeah, no, it's great. We're excited to have you on. But we're not here to talk about movies. We're here to talk about the premiere event 
uh, premiere Halloween event in Orlando, which is Halloween Horror Nights at Universal Studios. Um, this, I think, now, you know, I've done Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, and now going into Halloween Horror Nights, I think I could confidently say it is the best Halloween event probably that the country has. I mean, I, I haven't been to everything, but I feel really good to say that. Like, it, this year just was incredible. And it just, it makes you think, like, who is be- beating this? Honestly, like, I mean, I've only really been to just the Halloween Horror Nights here in Orlando. Um, I know that there's um, Not So Scary Farm and, like, other, like, hollow screams and all that. But seeing what they, like, just, like, from videos and photos of, like, other events, I think I can honestly confidently say, too, that this is the best way to experience the spooky season. I mean, I've been doing Halloween Horror Nights for about 13 years now. 13 years straight. I have seen the I have seen the event grow to what it is now. It is bigger than ever. I mean, back in the day, you would have six houses and a couple of scare zones. Now we have 10 houses to talk about, two shows and all these scare zones like it's incredible. It really is incredible. And I I wish I could have seen it grown. I've only been going since 2015, which since 2015, I think every year has still been the same uh, dynamic. I think. 2014 to 2015 i think is when they solidified like we want our five ip five original which this year they didn't do that but that's it's i think the structure has been very similar since 2015 it just continues to get busier and busier bigger and bigger and i'm excited to talk about what i think this year brought to the table that actually made it bigger and better than ever yeah so my bad no go ahead michael no, 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 I was just gonna say, like, um, kind of what you're what you're saying before, like, yeah, ever since I want to say it was probably 2014 was when they started upping the houses, and each year by then they just kept growing in more and more. I mean, I'm just the fact that they have enough space to do ten houses is incredible. It is, like, it is. I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot of people at Halloween Horror Nights. Yeah, it's such a huge event now. I think honestly. Back when I used to go, like, in the early days, like, you wouldn't see as many, like, families and children and just the whole crowd that it brings in now. Like, it really is, like, an event that everyone can kind of go to and experience, but it still has the root of, like, it being, like, that horror event to go to in the season. Yeah, no, I agree. I definitely think they've done a better job at... And I don't want to say a better job because at the end of the day, like it's supposed to be scary. Like that is the purpose of it. But they've included houses like Beetlejuice, like Ghostbusters, like The Weekend that um, can immerse you. That like it's more than just about the scariness. Like they understand now that a lot of people they love the set designs. Like that's really the selling point. Is like you go to a haunted house anywhere, but you're not going to get the production that you get at Halloween Harnades, which really is what takes it to a next level. But what I want to start off with, um, we got, I love food. I was just talking about, you know, Mama Della's, which, you know, you've been to before, which is fantastic. Incredible. It's absolutely incredible. One of the best Italian food places I've been to in Orlando. Yeah, it's great. So we got to talk about food to highlight. And so I'm going to go through some of the, some of the things I've tried and recommend to the crowd. And Michael, I'll let you have a chance if there's anything you've tried. So, I think what is cool this year about Halloween Harnets is it feels very like Epcot food and wine. Like there's a lot of booths um, more than I think they've ever had. Like it truthfully feels like 
you can go anywhere in the park and there's like specialty food or drink items, which to me, like that's a good like extra thing to do. It's like an extra incentive to to go more times than not. Obviously, frequent fear, rush of fear, those passes have become more popular over the years because now it's not just, okay, I'm in the house once I'm done. People will, like, I go, I'll go for just food items. And, hey, I love a house. Like, I'm going to go for a night and just go in that one house again. So they've done a good job of just that. I think this is part of what made this year just even better is adding those and making it feel more festival-like and kind of using some of the success they have at, like, Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras doesn't quite have as many booths as Hobbit Heart Nights today does, but they do a good job of a ton of food options and it drives people in. Yeah, this has been something new that Universal has started to do over the last, uh, I think, ever since they kind of reopened with COVID. Yeah. Uh, because before then, like, Halloween Horror Nights never really had specialty food items. I mean, the most you get is like pizza fries, and they used to have like the Jello blood packs. That yep. were absolutely awful. <laughs> like, I've never it, had them. Oh, I I ended up one night having two of them just because my friend couldn't finish the other one. Like, yeah, the pizza fries are really, and I I mean I have the pizza fries as a, as you know something that I had this year. Although I don't recommend personally this year. I think that they have chinsed out on the portion sizing. Um, I know that Michael, you could tell the the crowd like where the right place to get pizza fries is. Because I go near E.T. and I don't know. I probably wouldn't get it again personally. Yeah, so the first night that I went on opening, uh, we went to the one in E.T. Waited an hour in line for those pizza fries. Um, not at all worth it. But we went a couple of nights later. We got ours from Louie's. And that was ten times better than the ones over in uh, Kid Zone. That, and it's good to know that they have that second option. Because pizza fr- like. I think everyone wants pizza fries and but you obviously don't want to wait an hour for them. Yeah, pizza fries, I mean it's it's a staple of Horror Nights at this point. Like it's become so popular. It it really has. But so some of the other food options that I've tried, um, and I know some of these are on your list, Michael. Um, the maggot covered cheese dog, which <laughs> I told you I, I enjoyed, but more popular the churro dog, which is very unique. Um and just a weird combination of like sweet and savory. I know it's it's been on your list, and we'll make sure yep. that you get it this weekend. <laughs> I have been dying ever since you were talking about it. The uh, the churro hot dog or corn it, dog. I want it so badly. Um, yeah, I haven't been able to um, try many of the food items. Really, just the pizza fries, and I had uh, the ecto blaster. Um, sour beer oh which where is that that's not the staple one this year is it i'm not sure if it's a staple one but i know they don't sell it year round but it's fantastic if you're like a sour beer fan which i'm really not like i'll indulge but i'm not the biggest fan but it was fantastic i i loved it interesting that's good to know i will i'm mentally keeping a tally i i know michael you're going all throughout october my last night is friday unfortunately so i'm like Gear it up for my last, like, few things that I need. We're going to sell. Yeah. So, all right. So, some of the other food. Maggot covered cheese dog, churro dog. Um, I also try the truffle parmesan fries, which are really good. That's an all-year-round thing. That's not specific to Halloween Horror Nights. 
Um, also tried the petrified rat tails, which are basically crab rangoon French fries. Lindsay, Lindsay enjoyed them. I'm, you know me, I'm not really a big seafood guy. So I think that seafoody taste threw me off a little bit. Um, the s'mores croissant was okay at today cafe. I still think (laughs) though the best specialty food item that I think I've ever had at Halloween Horror Nights is the pizza skull by far. It's fantastic. That I do need to try. Um, when uh, when I when you got it the other night, it looked delicious. It it was so good. It's to me, it's the better version of pizza fries. I mean, it's basically like a waffle cover. It, it's like a waffle texture calzone, and it's just it's so good, and it's cheaper than pizza fries. I mean, it's a smaller portion size, but it's worth it. Um, before getting into the houses and some other stuff, I do want to talk about some of the drinks that I've had. Um, this year, the souvenir cup, I think is worth it. I've had the electric death, which is kind of like a blue zombie type drink. It, I like it a lot. Then there's the pumpkin ginger snap punch, which is like a cinnamon pumpkin pie type drink, which I don't love pumpkin. I was talking about that earlier in the show, but it's good. And then there's a, uh, bourbon based drink, which is save your tears at the weekend bar, which, um, which I enjoyed a lot. I just think food and drinks this year at Harnate's like so much better than they've been in the past. Like I, I never have really connected Harnate's with food and drink. I mean the drinks, yes, but the food part, not really. So I, I think they stepped it up this year. Yeah. I've never actually really um connected food and drinks with universal regardless. Agreed. Um, but like, I'm glad that they're trying to trying to take that competition away from, you know, like Epcot mostly, you know, with, yeah. The different food items like it's great no i i agree i i was talking about this earlier in the show about mama Della's. i've never been personally impressed with universal food so to see them you know take that right direction in halloween horror nights i mean it only means good for everything else for the park so i mean all you can hope for is better from here on out the only way is up pretty much uh, at this point yeah i'm excited what they're gonna um, offer probably in Christmas. that's gonna be fun that will be um, all right, so some other stuff. Before I, I really get into the houses, I need to tell uh, funny stories because I just think they're great. Um, and I think, Michael, you were with me for one of them. But I, for the first time, went up to a park and showed them the wrong ticket. I was getting ready to go in. I think, my, Michael, were you with me for this? Um, I was literally right in front of you. Like, I got through the um, the um, the gate. And then we were, we turned around and we were like, where's Paul? He was literally right behind me. And then I saw you struggling a little bit. Uh, what happened there, buddy? Yeah, I realized that I had a SeaWorld ticket in my hand. Instead park. of it, it. Yeah, I was at the wrong park. Um, it was I've never in my time going to theme parks, never accidentally showed the wrong ticket. Um but I, I don't know. For some reason, my SeaWorld Hollow Scream ticket was on my mind, and I pulled it up, and she's like, uh, "Sir, this is a uh, this is Hall- Halloween Harney. It's not SeaWorld." So, um, you gotta, little little moment of embarrassment there. You got to drive a little bit a uh, little bit uh, further down I drive. Yes, I I do. I was a little little bit of ways, but I'll I'll be there in a few weeks. The other thing that um that I needed to mention, I know Michael. Unfortunately, you weren't there for this. Is we were. One night on my first night at Halloween Harness, and a few friends were in the Universal Monsters Legend Collide house, and our friend Steph actually got stuck in the house. Like, the little, like, blinders that separate the 
um, rooms she got stuck on. And it was so cool because obviously they're trying to scare you. And then all of a sudden a mummy just comes out to go help her. And it was just the most incredible experience. Like it's probably in my top five Halloween Horror Nights memories ever. Cause it's like, you're, you're never going to see that happen again. Like the odds of that, you know, I, I, I still laugh to this day about, it. I think it's an incredible story of, and Michael, I'm, I'm sorry you weren't there for it. I literally, I was, was this after we did the weekend house? Uh, yes, this was, this was I the very next house. I am so mad at myself. For <laughs> I should have been like, you know what? I can do one more house. I and it was right there. I know. I would have killed to have seen that happen. In all my years, and all the houses I've gone to, of all the people I've gone to, I've never experienced anybody getting stuck in a haunted house. Yeah, I never was, even knew it was possible. No, and the fact that a teen, that a uh, that a scare actor kind of had to get out of character just to help out. The I mean. I mean, I can imagine Steph was just freaking out the entire time. Yeah, I mean, she'll she'll tell you she was freaking out, but then there's a moment where you just you're sitting there and you're like, "Oh my goodness!" Like, this is happening. Like, this is a scared actor is literally here to help. Which it 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 was just so funny. But I digress. I don't want to talk too much about that. Let Let's talk about what's going on at Halloween Horror Nights 31. Um, I always tend to go worst to best. Mm -hmm. So let's start off. Thoughts on the two shows, Halloween Nightmare, Fuel Wildfire. Um, and then there's also, I forgot to even write down the name of it, but the stage, uh, not the stage show, the water show. What are your thoughts on those two? Um, so I've seen only bits and pieces of the water show, and I can already kind of tell that I'm not going to care about it just because I really like the water show from last year because it seemed to incorporate what was going on in the houses. And this water show didn't. Like, it just looked like just a random set of just songs that really, um, other than the weekend song, had nothing to do with the event. So, I'm probably going to skip out on that one. Maybe. What are your thoughts on that one? Yeah, the water show is really disappointing. Obviously, like, I we had just gone and seen it, and I told you already that, you know, not incorporating any of the pieces of Halloween Harness. I think... I don't remember 2020, 20, yeah, 2020, 2020, 2021 that much, but I remember 2019 was very good because that was our like retro year with Ghostbusters and that one worked perfectly. This one, it's like, I don't know what they were going for, but it didn't work. And then with Halloween Nightmare, Fuel Wildfire, I just miss Academy of Villains. Like to me, Academy of Villains, like, yes, what the owner did was completely wrong, but the dancers and just the overall performances were great um the what they're doing with this other stage show like to me it just feels like wasted time like if i had one night at halloween horror nights and i went and saw that i'd be pissed because you're wasting by waiting for the show watching the show i mean you could have wasted an hour you know with that whole process yeah i enjoyed the one from last year nightmare fuel i thought the song choice is were really cool the story was like you know very different um i was a big fan of academy villains especially in 2019 for the last year they did it i thought that show was fantastic but i thought nightmare fuel was going to be a good like kind of um you know what's the word i'm looking for like replacement but yeah. this year's just felt like they literally just did 
the same exact thing as they did last year. And I just ended up becoming bored of it. The song choices were just kind of, I don't know. They didn't really like hype me up. I didn't get like excited about anything. And <clears throat> the dance moves just all, they all just ended up looking like the same things every time. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with that. It's bland, it's boring, it has no spark, while also feeling just way too similar to last year. <laughs> it uh, it feels like they didn't get the full show they wanted last year, so they brought it back this year to, I don't know. But it is, it's a bad show. I personally, like, if you're going this year, I know it's still early in the season and there's much more time for you to go, skip it. Do not waste your time, especially if you only have one night. <clears throat> Yeah, I agree. Um, if you've seen the show last year, you've seen the show this year. Exactly. Um, it's a bad. It's like a bad sequel. I like that. I like that. All right, so let's talk about scare zones. Um, if you had to rank this year's scare zone from five to one, what's your ranking? And by the way, for the crowd, uh, for the audience, Michael and I, we neither of us know each other's lists. Nope. I think I may have told Michael one of my top 10 houses of all time because we're going to talk about that too but outside that we know nothing so michael i'll let you start top five scare zone or not top five but rank your scare zones uh from this year i'm gonna rank them from five to one so number five is gonna go to horrors of halloween that's just the scare zone in the front um i don't even know if you even really count it as scare zone it just kind of has a mixture of all the ones combined um it's fine. It's 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 an intro. It's really cool just to see the pumpkin lord from last year. Agreed. Like I like, you know, he just comes out every once in a while, does his thing. Um, number four, I'm going with Conjure the Dark. I just I'm I've never been a big fan of anything that's in the San Francisco area. It's too it's just too small of a scare zone. And I mean it's cool that they kind of have like a mini show. Sometimes if you get there at the right time, but other than that, like it's just, it's too small. It is a very tight. That that's my biggest crit. Like it, it just I don't know. It feels out of place. Like I think I'd rather that area to be able to kind of like speed walk from like one you know one house to the next rather than have to like cut. It almost feels like you're wasting time going through the scare zone than it as a benefit to the overall event. And so, um, continuing with number three, I went with uh, Graveyard Deadly Unrest. I think this one was actually very impressive. Like, my top three scare zones um, this year, honestly, could be, like, top three scare zones of all time. Like, I think for Graveyard, that one had the best, some of the best scares for me. Because they do a lot of great stuff with the sound effects. Um just the overall, whenever there's a scare zone in the Hollywood section, there's just so much room for activities that they can do. So much room. And I want to say that this is um, this is based off a, of a house that happened a couple years ago. Hmm. I think there was a Graveyard Games. There was Graveyard Games. So this, it seemed very similar to that. It definitely at least has a similar vibe, at the very least. Yeah. Um, but I really like the gothic feel of it. Like, it's fun. Okay. And number two, number two and one can really switch on and off. But number two, I actually am going with Sweet Revenge in the New York section. It's just so, it's just so much fun to just kind of stand there. 
and people watch it like it's great the the look of the costumes are so much fun the um there's a lot of stuff that's happening that you don't even like you don't even catch the first time you go like i think the second time we went um i saw that they do like a little like projection thing in the windows of like someone getting murdered like there's just so much room that they have there to do a lot of cool things this is a fun scare zone it is no it's, it is a fun scare zone and then number one, I'm giving it to Scarecrow, Cursed Soil. All right. I, the Central Park scare zones always work out. It's they the do. Right, it's the right amount of space where you feel a little claustrophobic when you're walking through it. You can get, no matter where you're standing, you can kind of get a scare either like on any side. And those Scarecrow costumes are just terrifying. The, the Scarecrow one is good, I will admit. Also, it's based off one of uh, my personal favorite houses. All right. Maybe we'll, maybe that's a sneak peek for later. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> so I'm going to go. So my five through one, um, it is different than yours. I'm going. And I. this is, of course, the one thing. I always write the proper names for everything except for this, apparently. <laughs> Number five, I have Conjure the Dark. Um, really more of the reason. Like, exactly what you said. I just hate the area for the scare zone. It just doesn't work. Don't really understand what's going on in the scare zone either. It just it just doesn't work for me. Four, I have the pumpkin one. Um, I wanted more out of this, but it is a very good like intro house. Yeah, I think it would have been better where Scarecrow is personally, um, just because I love the pumpkin house. Like I would have liked it to take what is naturally the best spot for a scare zone. Um, but it, it still works. It's not a bad scare zone by any means. Like, I, I still very much enjoy it. It's just short. There's not much, you know, you're in and out of it within five minutes. Number three, I actually have Scarecrow at number three. I like Scarecrow. I like the theming. I think they still could have done better, in my opinion. I don't remember much of the house, truthfully. I know everyone loves Scarecrow, the house. Talks about it being one of the scariest houses of all time. I just don't remember it. It really was. I mean, did you even go in it? I, I did. I, I just can't remember it. I think that I think that was 2017 or 2018, right? It was 2017. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I just, I don't remember it. For whatever reason, I don't, I don't know. All right, fair, fair, fair. <laughs> Number two, I have Deadly Unrest. I just, I love the scare zone. I really, I think... It is the one of the creepiest scare zones they've ever done. I even think what's really cool about it is when you're walking towards it, like you don't realize the scare zone's approaching because it's just so dark and gloomy and it just works really well for me. And then number one, I have Sweet Revenge. I just think it's a beautiful scare zone. Not scary whatsoever, but it really like honestly, I think continuing to go down it, it just feels like what like if you're a WandaVision fan, it feels like walking down Westview. If it was Halloween time and like Wanda went crazy and like people were killing people. That's what it feels like to me. That's true. It feels like the purge meets like a Halloween party. Yes. That's, that's a good way of putting it. It just, it, it's just fun. It like, and it just, I don't know. They use the space so well. So I really like it. Yeah. I always think that like New York and like Central Park always has the best like scare zones. I agree. They have the perfect I, amount of room for them. 
I would definitely agree. Now, we were going to next go into ranking, and I'm, I'm putting a twist on Michael, too, here. Originally, we're going to talk about our favorite Halloween Horror Nights houses, but I almost think it makes more sense to talk about our top 10 scare zones now. Are you cool with that? All right, let's get into it, yeah. All right, let's. right, I'll let you go with yours first. All right, do you want me to just go down my entire list? Go for it. All right, um, at number 10, I have The Purge. I want to say from 2016, I should have 2017, wrote, 2017. I should have wrote down the, uh, the <laughs> years for some of these. That's all good. Um, I'm not going to lie. Like there's a lot of scare zones because I've just gone so many, you know, over so many years, like a lot of them kind of feel the same or mixed together. So, but these are the ones I kind of, I remember sticking out to me. Uh, number nine, uh, Rob Zombie's Hellbelly Deluxe. You remember this from 2019? I do remember. I'm intrigued to actually see it on your list. I personally wasn't a fan of it, but I respect you for picking it. I'm not I'm not at all a fan of Rob Zombie. Like I don't care about his music. I don't care about his movies. But I thought this I thought this Carazone was kind of fun. Like it was very like it was very different. It fit that area that like if there was a scare zone to fit that area, that one definitely fit it well. Yeah, that was in the San that was in San Francisco, so I think that would have been one when the only time that I actually liked the scare zone from that one. I could I could see that. And then number eight, I got thirty years, thirty fears um, from last year. Um, I mean, it's just so much fun seeing all like the original like um, icons just kind of back together. Like that was I don't think we had another. I don't think we've seen them since twenty fifteen at that point. Yeah, I don't think so. Or maybe I think we. Maybe 26. Well, all of them. No, we saw a chance in 2016. Yeah. Yeah. For a little. Yeah. For a house. Yeah. She had her own 3D house. I think it was 3D. I think. Yeah. So uh, number seven, I have invasion. This was an, an alien themed one. I remember. I remember this first because it had the giant like the giant flying saucer just kind of crash landed in the middle. I want to say it was in New York, but I could be wrong. My, my, I, I I don't remember. I like I I can picture it in my head, but I can't remember where it was. It was either New York or San Francisco. I just remember the little that that saucer. Okay. So much like oh, it's so cool. And then uh, number six, I have Dead Man's Wharf. I don't which, remember that one. So Dead Man's Pier, which was a house this year, is based off of that of oh, for the dead man's wharf scare what zone. year was that 20 again i should wrote the years for these uh 2017 wow i don't even remember it yeah it was like and i think i think it was another one in san francisco um they turned into looking like a fisherman's village and just mm. like the men in the slickers just kind of coming out with the hook hands and it was a lot of fun I wish I remembered it. <laughs> um, Got to send you some of the videos of it. I have some good ones. Um, at number five, Icons HHN. This was in 2015. This was, I want to say, one of the first years they did all the icons just roaming around in a scare zone. I don't remember it, but I, I probably really enjoyed it. Yeah. It's just, I remember Jack was on, um, was on stage. Yes, the stage show then was great. I really enjoyed that. Um, Number four, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Ooh, that almost made my top ten, but that was a good one. It was just so much fun. 
I've never seen the movie, but I thought that scare zone was so much fun. Um, and then number three, Zombieland Double Tap. This came out even before the movie even came out. It did. Good, uh, a good, a good use of of promotion right there. Smart on them, Universal. And then number two, uh, Vamp eighty five, New Year's Eve. That one was recent. That was was that twenty nineteen. 20 um 2018 i believe okay so that was off by a year yeah that one was very fun it was, was in new york um this had the giant um stage that had the had the countdown like every hour until midnight yes. yeah um I, I loved it the vampire theme to it it was fun and then my number one scare zone of all time um was trick-or-treat the- that one was great the perfect use of a scare zone in Central Park. Like, I love that movie a lot. And that scare zone, just like, it fit everything with it. That was, yeah, that was a very good scare zone. Yeah, that's, that. those are my, this uh, this list was so much harder to pick out than my all-time. So, it, it really was. And I think it's. I think a lot of it had to do with, I don't know if you felt this way. I think it's just because they're the scare zones as fun as they are. Like you don't have a lot of memorable ones year after year. Like you might have one that you really remember. Like I don't even, I barely remember the ones from last year. If I'm being honest, I think I have one from last year. And even then it was kind of hard to like, remember it. Yeah, that was tough. All right. I'm I'm going to go my top 10. So I was incorrect. Killer clowns from outer space did make my list. That was number 10. Um, that that was just a fun one. And some of these, like, I don't take too much pride in. Like, I honestly, outside of maybe my top, like, four or five, like, I really don't care that that much about them. Um, and I think I contradicted myself on one of them. So I might have to change it. Number nine, Zombieland Double Tap. I honestly think I just have this higher on my list because I went and saw the movie and Enjoyed it, and I'm like, this is fun. This is cool. Yeah. Um, number eight was Anarchade uh, back in 2019. That was right at the front. I like that a lot for pictures, honestly, as corny as it sounds, just because they had all, like, the video games up front. And it was just cool. Like, it it just felt like a – I think if you're going to have a fun, um, a fun area right in the front, like, I just thought it was good. Like, it did well for that year. Yeah, I, I remember taking a lot of cool, cool photos on that one. Yeah, there's a lot of great image, a uh, lot of pictures. Then seven, this one it, it, probably a stretch, but again, I just don't feel that strongly about it. Seven, I have horrors of Halloween. That's the pumpkin one this year. Again, just mainly, I don't have much like deep ties to any of them. Six, I have Scarecrow. <laughs> again, don't have many. I think five is where I start to get into like, okay, these are really good ones. Yeah. So five I have, and I think this list for me showcases how good this year was because four of the scare zones are in my top five. Like I just love, or four of my scare zones are in my top 10. I just think the scare zones this year were incredible. Like they were very, very well done. Um, Number five going graveyard, deadly unrest for a lot of the reasons I talked about. Just love it. Love the creepy vibe of it. Um, I think it works really, really well. 
four, I actually have Scary Tales Scream Punk in 2015. Ooh, yeah. Oh, my God. I remember that one. That one was a lot of – so, as a Disney fan, this was my first ever Halloween Horror Nights, and I remember walking around, and I'm like, there's dead princesses walking around everywhere. Like, this is insane. And there was an Alice in Wonderland house right there. Like, it was just the total, like – slap in the face to disney in the middle of halloween horror nights and i was all there for it like it was fantastic i have something on my list for another category that will definitely match with that all right i i think i will think i will too little tease number three i've got sweet revenge from this year again beautiful scare zone works really well really enjoy it um Number two, I have also have Trick or Treat from 2017. It was just a gorgeous, scary, like, it worked per Like, <clears throat> I think that year showcased what you can do in that area, like, to perfection. It just, it just worked great. Um, but number one, and probably one that won't ever be taken away from me, just because I love the movie. I love The Purge in 2017. Like, <laughs> it's just fun. It... I love it. Apologize that Miko's going crazy. Um, but the Purge in 2017 just works really well for me. As a Purge fan, like, they've had multiple Purge houses, and I still have never thought a Purge house made sense. Like, the Scare Zone always made more sense to do. I'm so sorry that my number 10 is your number one. <laughs> I, I And I'm okay with it. If you're not a big Purge fan or, I mean... Again, scare zones, I don't feel that passionate about. Yeah. Like, I like the purge scare zone, but like, whatever you have, like, I think your number one was trick or treat, right? Yeah, my number one was trick or treat. Okay, trick or treat's a fantastic scare zone. So, like, I am definitely not gonna, like, that's a great choice. I, I think that was a great scare zone. I just, as a fan of the movie and a fan of just IP stuff, I just really enjoyed the purge. I do agree that it makes more sense of a scare zone than it did the houses. Yeah, so much so know. much more sense. All right. I feel like I need to leave houses for last. So let's quickly run through like ranking your favorite years of Halloween Harnades. All right. So I put it into um five years. Just okay. I have so I I have so many to choose from, but I feel like I, I need I you know, I can only really just put like five years to think of. And especially if you have 13 years, that is a lot to remember. A lot. I mean, I can even tell you that 2009 was a was a great year. We had the Wolfman, we had Dracula House, we had a Frankenstein House. Like that year, was, that was a great year to start off with. That sounds like a year I would have wanted to be there. Yeah, but uh, my number. So I'll do I'll do from five to one. Um, my number five was 2013. Um, that was the year you, you didn't go to this one. Nope. Um, we had um, Evil Dead. We had uh, what's it called? Uh, Cabin in the Woods. We had a lot of video game themed houses that year for some. Cabin reason. in the Woods sounds like a cool house. It was a great. It was a really cool house. Um, and then number four was 2015. 2015 uh, was great. 25th year anniversary. Just you know, cool to see all the icons kind of come back for that. That was a lot of fun. I thought they did. In my opinion, they did. Um, 2015 better than they did 2021 Abs- oh absolutely I don't even think it's a question um, 2018 I think had some of the best IP houses that had Poltergeist, The Shining 
Um, I think American Horror Story was there too. Yes, yes. American Horror Story was no. That was the first year of Stranger Things. Yes, you're absolutely right. Okay, that's my bad. Yeah. That's why I, I did love that year. So 2018 is your number three? And then number two, 2022. Just because, like, this year has so many, like, in my opinion, there's not a single, there's not really a bad house. I agree. I, I don't think there is a bad house. And they range from, like, pretty okay to, like, great. Like, that's, and that's hard for Universal to do. No, I agree. This year, and I don't want to spoil too much because we're we're gonna talk about it. Um, but I I agree. Twenty twenty two has been fantastic. They've done such a good job. Yeah, and my favorite year of all time was twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen. No complaints there. We had Ghostbusters. We had Stranger Things. We had Killer Clowns. We had us. We had so many great houses, and also it was the first year I brought my fiance to the HHN. And made her into a Horror Nights fan. That will that will definitely um, that will definitely get you more interested for sure. All right, so I I have them ranked all of them because I only had seven. Mm-hmm. So um, number seven for me is twenty twenty one. I I hate to explain this to people that last year was their first year. Um, I have a group of friends that I'm like. You know, last year they're like, "This is great, this is great." I'm like, "It, it's fun, but like, this is the worst year of Halloween Horror Nights." It just plexiglass. Yeah, the and not even just the plexiglass. Like, I just outside of the pumpkin house, I just felt like a lot of the house is really slack. The IP slack. Like, it just it was very like meh to me. Like, it was you were happy Halloween Horror Nights was back, but you weren't. You, if you had been before, you weren't really impressed with what was given. Yeah, the only thing I remember from last year was just. Beetlejuice. Yes, Beetlejuice. I remember Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, yeah. They, it was just a bunch of okay houses. Um, number 6, 2016. I'd be lying to you if I told you what came out that year. I don't remember. I just don't remember caring for it. Um, 20... I'm do, sorry. You remember, do you remember 2016 now? I want to say there was just a Walking Dead house, but that was like every year at that point. Yeah, I know 2016 was the first year American Horror Story came. My problem was is I had never seen American Horror Story at that point, so it was hard for me to appreciate. Um, number five, I have 2018. I For me, it's hard. A lot of the years that I'm listing outside of 2021, um, like 2016 and 2018, I only went once that year, so it's hard to appreciate it as much as the years when you have rush of fear or frequent fear because you see these houses multiple times. They're more memorable to you, um, which that's why if you're local, always will recommend to pass, whether it be rush of fear or frequent fear. Like, I think that if you want to do like truly experience harnates, you need to do it multiple times. Yeah, back when I used to like, because um, I used to live in South Florida, we would come um, for like one night and it was just impossible to do everything. Like, yeah. You need, you need to get an express pass. Yeah, so want to do everything, but now with a freaking fear, like you can you can pick and choose what you want to do every night. You know, you don't. Yeah, have to... it, it's great. Yeah, I love it. I mean, it's the one of some. Of the, it's like the best investment to do, especially if you live around here. Oh, absolutely. So number four, I'm going 2017. That was my Disney College program year, first year. Um, it was the year after I'd watched American Horror Story, so I really loved that. Again, just kind of boils down to me being in the area. 
Um, again, I, I'd be lying. I don't remember much of these houses. I researched them before, and I'm like, I'll remember. But then, you know, I forget. But uh, number three, I have 2015. 2015, my first year, 25th anniversary. Um, for a while, I always tried to remember this as the best year quickly realized that it wasn't um but it was a, still a very good year like i think i have i have two houses in my top 10 from that um from 2015 so and your first it's just more the most memorable like you know first time you get to experience halloween harness you really can't beat it yeah that's true i mean like i still remember 20 like 2009 and like i remember every single like house going into it like you know you, you never forget your first time yeah, you never will. Um, second overall is 2022. It's a great year. Um, but the only reason why I have 2019 higher is because 2019 just has a bunch of very good houses. Um, I think 2022 has... I don't want to spoil it. We'll talk about it when we get there. But there, there's a good... I just think 2019 has a lot of um, more up or echelon houses that 2022 doesn't have that's not say 2022 isn't a great year 2019 was just bangers all throughout like you had so many very good houses um it almost makes me forget like how good 2019 really was i mean yeah 2019 it's it's kind of hard to beat that year the yeah this were great the original houses were great the shows were fantastic that lagoon show uh what was it um Marathon of Mayhem. Yes. Was fantastic. Yeah, 2019, I mean, before COVID, Halloween Horror Nights was in their bag. But 2022 is is a very good year. So let's go. Michael, give us your top 10. You know, rank your houses 10 to 1 this year, 2022. Of this year, 2022. All right. So first off, we are going to start off with a number 10. Fiesta de Chupacabra. Fiesta de Chupacabras. Come on, Michael. You know Spanish a little bit. Um, it's fine. It's just a lot. It's a lot of puppets. And I mean, the puppets look cool. But the scare... But there's not much of variety when it comes to like other like scare actors. And costuming and stuff. And like the atmosphere is fun. But other than that, like there's nothing else really memorable about it. Um, number nine, Hellblock Horror. I think okay. the more I do this house, the more, more I appreciate it just a little bit. Like, I can kind of, like, now that I understand what the actual story is, I'm like, oh, that makes way more sense than what the house kind of presents it. I'd agree. Um, number eight, Spirit of the Coven. I've only been in this house once, and I think that I kind of went at a bad time because I didn't get a lot of scare actors. And that happens too in Harney. It's like, that's why it's, sometimes it's good to go multiple times. Cause there are sometimes you just don't walk through the house at the right time. Yeah. Um, but like the atmosphere itself, like it looks really cool inside. Like you go from like flappers, like bar into like a caves and dungeons. Like it's like a cool transition. Uh, number seven, Horrors of Blumhouse. I thought the freaky part was okay. Um, because it's not really much that you can kind of do with that movie. There really wasn't. And of like, it's more that's more of a comedy. Weird choice for them to pick. 
but I did really like the black phone um, stuff in it. That one I actually want to do a couple more times just because there's probably a lot of things that like I've seen the movie a couple times now. So like I want to like be kind of pick and choose and like see what I missed. Uh, number six. This is the one Halloween Horror Nights house I've done once. Um, I can respect it. I don't ever need to go in it again. <laughs> but I get why people love it. Not for me. I can respect how good of a house is, so that's why it's ranked higher than some others. But Bugs Eaten Alive, you want to talk about true fear? It's that house right there. Oh, it sure is. That is a one and done for me. Not a bug person. Don't know who can be. But I respect how good of a house it is. That That's fair. I respect that. And then number five in our midpoint. Um, I'm going with The Weekend. I'm getting yeah, number five. This isn't like most people's like one or two or three, but I really enjoy this house. I think this house is great. But there are some that I just enjoy a little bit more. Wow, boy. Am I excited to hear the rest then? <laughs> um, Descend- so number four is going to go to Descendants of Destruction. I think this is probably the scariest house, in my opinion. There's- I'll disagree, but it is. I like the house a lot. Listen, they got a lot of good scares towards the end of that house. They, they do. It, it's a good house. Yeah, just like the look inside, like the abandoned subway system. It kind of looks like Mad Max Fury Road meets hell. Like, it's fun. It's a good time. Um, number three... Universal Monsters Legends Collide. I have this ranked high because of the... um, You can kind of do this house again and again and again. And it's always kind of different. I can understand that. Because every night that you go in it, it's like a different set of scare actors. And there's always a different winner in the end. Between the Mummy, Wolfman, and Dracula. I actually didn't know that they switch up the so that's good to know. You did, uh, how many times have you done it? I've done it twice, and I I honestly probably after my first time going in it when Steph got stuck, I it, it threw me off. Probably yeah, but there's always like a different like victor in the end. All right, that's good to but know. I'll give some respect to that. Now my number one and two, um, these can flip flop by the end by end by the end of the season. But for right now, uh, number two, Dead Man's Pier, Winter's Wake. The atmosphere of this house is amazing. The set design is incredible. The amount of attention to detail they put in this IP, in this um, original house alone is mind-bog- mind-boggling. It's this year's pumpkin, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, 100% it is. Um I thought it was fantastic. Every time I go in it, there's like a new thing that I catch and see. And it also had some of the best scares that I've gotten. Okay. But my number one, which makes sense because it's my number one horror movie of all time. And we're giving it to Halloween. So they've, they've done Halloween um, a couple of times before. And they've done the first movie a couple of times before. But this is the definitive Halloween house at HHN. 
It is. Right. It, it's great. There's one scare in it. Like, I don't even want to spoil it. It happens kind of towards the beginning of the house. That involves you staring at something, and it's not really where it's coming from. Is probably one of the best scares I think I've ever had in a haunted house. I'm gonna have to talk to you off air about that because I'm curious. I, I, I mean, there's some great scares in that house. Like, I'll talk about it when I give my top ten. But there are some great scares in that house. Yeah. So that's my that's my top ten of this uh, of of this season. All right. This is a great season. It is a great season. So my number, my top ten, uh, ten. I'm going Spirits of the Coven. I've only done it once. Um, I like the idea of a speakeasy as a house. I just don't fully get it. It feels a little bland to me. I don't know if that was just the time I had gone, but it just feels a little bland to me. So I'm not the biggest fan of it personally. Um, so that's my number 10. Number nine, I have Fiesta de Chupacabras. I don't think it's a bad house. I just, I think you're right. It does lack scare actors. Um, kind of lacks in terms of like what's actually going on, like what's the story. I think I appreciate a little bit more of Spirits of the Coven because I don't think it's boring, so to say. I just think there's a like a you don't really understand what's the story going on, and there's a lack of people within. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Number eight, I have to put it this low: Bugs Eaten Alive. Like I just hate that house with everything in me. Like. Yes, the storyline, I get it, um, but I hate this house. It's disgusting. <laughs> it makes me feel gross. It's not a bad house. Like, it completely achieves everything. Like, you know what you're putting yourself out there when you decide to do a house with all bugs. Like, you want to freak people the hell out. And I don't normally get scared at Halloween Harnets, but that house haunts me. Like, it makes me feel terrible. And, it like, it does a good job. I just... I, I, you're better than me. I can't give it its roses because not even just that. Like, I do think there's a lack of scare actors in there. Like, it's a very, it very much focuses on the bugs around you. I'm not going to lie. My eyes were forward the entire, I didn't even look at scare actors in this one. My eyes were forward the entire time. Cause if I looked to the side of me, I saw a bunch of thousands of bugs. I'm good. I'm yeah. not then that night then like true fear that that's why I ranked that, that house pretty high. That's fair. No, it is a very scary house. Um, so my number seven, I'm going Hellblock Horror. I agree with you. It's one of those houses that as you do more, it gets better. Um, understanding the story a little bit more helps it. Again, still think it's a little bland, but not to the point where I would skip it. Like, there's still some fun parts to the house. I just, I want a little bit more. Um, number six, I have Horrors of Blumhouse pretty much agree with what you said the freaky part is a killer this wasn't the right house to pick like for halloween horror nights um i am not a fan of black phone the movie but i can really appreciate and enjoy black phone the part of the house um i love the dynamic that you go inside a whole freaky house and then literally leave it to enter a whole black phone house. like that's awesome yeah they didn't do that for the other blum house they did not oh I really like that part, and it just it makes it easier to understand without being confused. So, and I mean, the black phone part is scary. Like they do a good job. I think my only critique, and really just comes down to the movie, is there's not enough set designs in black phone. 
like you're within a lot of the same room a lot of the time um but it does work like at least this you know there was going to be a split so it didn't have to focus as its own house i just wish we got something better with black phone number five i got universal monsters legends collide it's a good house it's a fun house um, it's a much better version than Bride of Frankenstein. Gee, I don't even remember Bride of Frankenstein. Bride of Frankenstein was very, very boring. Um, but this is good. It's fun. Obviously, I have a really great experience from it. It's <laughs> it's a it's a it's a good house. Like I think in most years, this is probably an upper echelon house. For me, there's just four houses that I love ahead of it. Um, number four, as a New Yorker, I love Descendants of Destruction. It's a great house. It's a fun house. I love the subway scenes. There's one set piece in particular where a subway is like crashing down and it's just one of the best set pieces ever. Like this is a great house. This to me, like most years is in most Halloween Harnets, this is going to be one of the best houses, like in your top two to three. Um, it's just this year's fact, so I, I can't put it there. Um, number three, I have Dead Man's Pier, Winter's Wake. I know everyone loves this house. I know everyone thinks it's a beautiful house. And it is. It is a beautiful house. I think it's a lesser version of when Yeti was here. I think Yeti... I know there's differences between the houses, but I think... Yeti was the better version of what this house wants to be. That doesn't take away from the house because it's still a beautiful house. But I think Yeti instilled more of the horror in the house that this, in my opinion, lacks. You know, okay, so I I enjoyed Yeti. I wasn't the biggest fan of Yeti. Okay. Which I know, I know that's like crazy to think of because like everybody loved that house. But I thought that this, I, I kind of thought this was a better version of Yeti. All right, that's fair. I'm intrigued to see how you feel about it versus how I feel. Um, but they, they're both, they have their similarities. They do, I think for separate reasons, they do things really well. So, um, but my number two, everyone knows I went on this podcast the second it was released and I bashed <laughs> this decision. I hated this decision with everything in me. But boy, was I so wrong because I love the weekend after hours nightmare. I lo- it's so fun. It's got some of the best scares that I think Harnets has done. It is just to me. I know you have this lower on your list. It's a perfect house for me. Like if you're gonna say I'm gonna put the weekend at Halloween Harnets, you could not have done a better job with the weekend. Like this house is so good. I will say the atmosphere, like the music, the music is great. Like, the, oh, the music's awesome. Like, I'm not, I'm not even the biggest weekend fan. Like, I like a couple of his songs, but it made me want to be a fan. Like, I we, could not agree more. I like, I was leaving last week. I'm like, I want to go to a weekend concert because it just, right? it make, it just makes you have so much fun with it. Um, but my number one, just like you said, Halloween. It's. The best version of a Halloween. It's the scariest house I think Halloween Harnets has ever done. Halloween's my number one horror movie of all time. And this did not disappoint. It is a phenomenal house. I'm an, I am going to spoil one scene. The scene when you first walk in and you see Michael Myers as a child killing his family. And then it gets dark and you just see... Um, the Halloween logo with Michael Myers reflection is beautiful. It's so good. 
it is one of the best scenes ever done in hot like i saw that and i'm like oh my goodness this is genius like this is incredible it is perfect it, it to me it's a perfect another perfect house it's so well done it's the best version of halloween that they've ever done and they've done like four or five other houses before this but this tops it yeah no it, it's very good but all right we we're running on time we got to get to our top 10 of all time um Michael, kick it off for us. All right. So number 10, I have Scary Tales, Deadly Ever After in 2018. Um, As you said before with the scare zone, like just seeing the dead princesses and all that, like just seeing like all the like your Grimm's fairy tales just like in this gothic and horror atmosphere. It's it was awesome. I I love that you include that. That was not my honorable mentions because it's a very... That that house is awesome. Yeah. After that, I got um, at number nine. I got Stranger Things from uh, 2018. Okay. For Stranger Things house, um, I love the show. I love that you kind of just walk through the highlights of the first season. Um, one of the big, um, kind of like the Halloween house this year, when you walk into a room and you just see the giant Stranger Things logo and that music is playing, like it's so much fun. Like it, that's so cool. Uh, number eight is Freddy versus Jason from twenty from twenty fifteen. Love that house. That house was so cool because I remember when you're in like the boiler rooms, um, set pieces that you see like um, projections in the background of them fighting, like their silhouettes, like, and it was just so cool. It was a great house. Like a fan of like those two characters, like, and it has nothing to do with the movie that came out like oh so long ago, but great house. Um, number seven is Poltergeist from 2018. Okay. I just remember being absolutely terrified of that house. I don't remember much of it, truthfully. Like, they, they use a lot of, like, puppets in that house, but it was, like, the use of puppets in the right way. Okay. Like, real. I remember, the, like, the giant, like, monster that's in the movie, like, he just pops out at you. Like, it's great. Uh, number six is Ghostbusters. Um, huge Ghostbusters fan. I was going to say, based off your podcast episode, yes, that's understandable. Huge, huge fan. Um, they did that house justice. I kind of want another Ghostbusters house in the future. It was a fun yep. house. It was so much fun. Um, I think it's probably the most fun house that I've ever been in. Okay, I can see that. Uh, number five, Evil Dead from 2013. Uh-huh. If you want to kind of talk about the most gruesome house I've ever been inside, it's probably this one. Interesting. Have you ever seen the the Evil Dead remake? I've never seen Evil Dead in general. So that's why I'm intrigued. That I you've uh, always talked about like Evil Dead prior to 2015, and to me, I'm like, ah, I don't know. I've never seen it, but I'm glad that there's a house that good. Listen, Paul, I recommend watching any of the movies. All right. And, like, go look back at, like, clips of that house. That house was insane. Um, number four, I have Dead Man's Pier Winter's Wake from this year. Of course. I mean, the atmosphere alone just puts it high up on that list. I can I can walk into that house, feel the, the cold breeze, the rain effects. Like, it just, it just transports you into that world. It's Top great. three. Top three. All right. 
Number three, Scarecrow, The Reaping from 2017. Of course. The scariest house, I think, in, of all of Horror Nights. Of course. I, I was expecting that at some point. Yeah, I mean, like, I almost put it either one or two, but number three, probably in, probably in the perfect spot. Uh, number two, Halloween from this year. Okay. Like, as we said before, my favorite horror film. Walking into that, just, like, being transported into that movie. I mean, you can't you can't say any, anything more about it. Like it's great. And then my number one, I really had to think about this: Universal Monsters from 2019. That is a very good house, and I could see why you, as a fan of the original, like just the OG, like Universal Monster characters, I, would put that there. I have such a love for like Dracula, Frankenstein, Wolfman, the Mummy, Creature from the Black Lagoon. Like I just love these characters and to see them fully fleshed out in this house and just kind of know like it's a little bit of a tease to like what we might get you know in um epic universe yeah because there's supposed to be a land dedicated to them so like and this is still the best universal monsters house that they've done oh absolutely at least that i've been in yeah i know bride of frankenstein was it was i don't remember it it was fine yeah, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't good. Yeah. And Mummy and the uh, Legends Collide. It was, I mean, the top three for me for this year, but still. All right, so run through it one more time. Top 10 of all time. All right. 10, Scary Tales. Number nine, Stranger Things. Number eight, Freddy versus Jason. Number seven, Poltergeist. Number six, Ghostbusters. Number five, Evil Dead. Number four, Dead Man's Pure. Number three, Scarecrow, the reaping, the reaping, reaping. Number two, Halloween, and number one, Universal Monsters. I love it. I think I have, I think in my top ten, I have three of them that are going to be in there. Okay. All right. Um. So my top ten of all time. First, I did write honorable mentions because, um, there are some houses I thought were just really good, really probably could have made the cut, but just missed it. I had already mentioned that, um. Now I'm blanking on it on the house, and I already deleted my notes from it. But um, there's one house that you mentioned that I said was that was in my top ten, and I forgot it. So we'll just disregard that house. But <laughs> Krampus in 2016 didn't love the movie, but I loved the house. I loved the mix. Like, as a Nightmare Before Christmas fan, like, the mix of Christmas and Halloween, like, I, I thought the house was incredible. I hate the movie, but love the house. Um, I think I might have went in the house at like a bad time because I just I didn't get any scare like any scare actors. Oh, that's a bummer. I I really enjoyed that house. Um, some of my other honorable mentions go to Jack Presents Twenty Five Years of Monsters and Mayhem back in twenty fifteen. Again, when you go in your one of your first houses, it's great. And I didn't really know much about Jack, but to kind of like understand like the main icon of Halloween Horror Nights was great. Um. And also another one was Us in 2019. I love Us more than most people. Um, just loved that house. Thought it did a really great job replicating the movie. Um, so I was a big fan. Um, you mind if I add just two honorable mentions that I just remembered? Do it. Give your uh, give your kudos. I'll give my first ever house, which was The Wolfman in 2009. Gotta um, give for a first year. It came out, I think, seven months before the movie actually even came out, which is really funny because it was supposed to come out that Halloween. 
But oh, the, wow. Then it got pushed back. And they still um, did the house. They still did the house. So that was my first ever house I ever went into. And then 2014, they'll probably never, ever do this again. But Aliens vs. Predator was such a fun and inventive house. I remember you talking about that one. Um, if you ever have a chance to look up like photos and videos of it, I highly recommend. They're never going to do it again because now both of those are owned by Disney. Yep. Um, but... I just remember that no house ever, like, the amount of, like, puppets and, like, giant, like, people on stilts. It was crazy. Awesome. I love that. All right. My top 10 Halloween Horror Nights of all time. Number 10, I'm going to Yeti Terror of the Yukon 2019. I really love this house. I wish I went in it more when it was around. Um, thought I, I just really enjoyed it. I loved I thought they did a better job in terms of just atmosphere and scares. I think where Dead Man's Pier does a better job is it is built up. Um, so the, some of the set pieces are really cool, but I just love the Yeti. And I just think I like the story better um, versus Dead Man's Pier. Number nine, I'm going with Graveyard Games. I love this house. Like, it's such a fun house. I love the story of the, you know, you walk out and you see the kids on the, um, on the screen like talking it just it's such a fun house and like it feels like your stereotypical like haunted house like inside of the graveyard like inside a cemetery but like they added like i don't know it's just a nice twist to it and i really enjoyed it i remember that one that was a good one yeah i i love that one number eight taking it back to my very first year asylum in wonderland 3d the alice in wonderland 3d house I, I think they did a, the chance one was 3D the following year, but they haven't done one since. And it was just Alice in Wonderland in 3D in a haunted house, and it was incredible. And it was so fun and unique and different. Like, a picture like a, a clown house elsewhere, and like this was like with the Halloween Horror Nights production. It was just great and so fun. Yeah, I kind of miss those, th- those 3D houses. They really haven't done one in like so many years. Yeah, it's been, I think it's been like six years, which I mean, I know some people get dizzy, but they're they like they do a really good job with it. And it's different. It's more colorful and bright than your typical like dark and dreary house. Um, Number seven, I'm stealing from your list. And I think similar to where you have it placed. I'm going Freddy vs. Jason 2015. When I think of like great set pieces, I think of Freddy vs. Jason. I just remember. You went through Crystal Lake and then all of a sudden you hit a dark room and boom, you were on Elm Street. And it was just Halloween does a great job with that a very similar set piece this year mm-hmm. um, in Haddonfield. It, again, doesn't connect to the movie, but they do a really great job. Um, and I think Fred, what they did with Freddy vs. Jason made me so excited for Halloween this year. Um, number six, everyone hates this house, but I just have a love for it is nightingale's blood pit of 2019 oh my yeah um i just remember it just being um okay i loved it it was gruesome it was it was very different in terms of like it i felt like it didn't have predictable scares like i just loved it i thought it was so fun it was gruesome i love the entrance of the spartan with the whatever thing poked through his, I, I just loved it. I know everyone else doesn't like it, but for me, I just, I love this house. Um, number five, 
American Horror Story Volume 2. American Horror Story ended up becoming one of my favorite shows. 2017, that was the year they did, um, I think they did Coven, Asylum, and Roanoke. Um, two of those seasons are my favorites. I loved it. Um, they just did such a great job. I, I felt like they like gave justice to one of my favorite shows, so I was pumped. Number four, I have Universal Monsters. Great house. You really can't ask for more. Like, I Unfortunately, I don't appreciate the Universal Monsters as much as you do, but I can appreciate that this house is pretty much I would say any house here on is near perfect, and that one is just near perfect. Like it, it's a great house. When you think of 2019, like that was the house to go to. Yeah, I agree. Number three, I have the Wicked Growth Realm of the Pumpkin. That that was actually the one highlight from 2021. Um, it, a little short, but I think it was a great house. I really love that. Like it felt very Halloween esque. Like it felt like your typical like pumpkins and witches, and like I really enjoyed it. Um, I probably went in that house more times than you can count. Huge fan of it. Um. But my top two, this is why I love 2022 so much, because my top two are both from this year, which it's in order. Number two, surprisingly, is the weekend after hours nightmare. One is Halloween. I just have in the weekend, I just have so much fun. Like there rarely are houses where I'm like, I need to do that every night. And unfortunately, I haven't done the weekend every night because it's the most popular and the lines long. But it's just so fun. It's like I. I like dream about it. Like it's so much fun and I can understand not everyone's going to love this house, but I, I just love it with everything in me. I think it's so fun. I think the scares are great and surprising. I think the music makes it fun. I love the Super Bowl halftime scene. It's just so fun and I love it. I, I do. Number one was obvious for me. Like I, I had a feeling this could be my favorite house of all time. And it exceeded expectations. Like you do a Halloween house the way that they did it this year with the scares that they had with just the overall set pieces that they had. I mean, it's out of the houses I've gone to. It's the scariest I've ever been in. Like it gets me every time, but I also just get so pumped by it because it's just, it's so well done. Like it perfectly illustrates the original Halloween. Like if you're going to do a Halloween house, like this is the way you do it. Um, and I'm, I'm like sad for what's to come in 2023 because my top two houses are from 2022. I'm, I'm honestly curious if they're ever going to do like um, the newer Halloween movies, like in a house. I'm surprised they haven't done it yet. Yeah. I mean, I, I know on Twitter, one of the creative directors from uh, Universal Studios Hollywood said that they didn't have the, they didn't have the, um, the rights to produce it. So I'd be intrigued to see it. I mean, I think personally this year made sense. Like Halloween ends is coming out. If you don't have the rights, go ahead and use the original. Um, I, I would, I would hope that in future years with IP houses that they kind of follow some of the movies that are coming out. Like if I'm going to talk about houses that I'd want in the future, like give me, I don't know how, like, I'm not the person that knows about rights, but if you can get the rights for like an it house or go ahead, like I thought scream this year would have made sense because scream had come out earlier this year. I know it, um, they do it at the Warner brothers, um, tour 
Okay, so that makes sense why that Universal can't do it. Like, they do that in the Conjuring Houses. Which okay. Really I've seen, like, videos of those, and they're really cool. I would love to. I think an Ed House would be super creepy, but um, but that's more to come. If you're going to Halloween Horror Nights, it's a great year. You're going to have a blast. Um, and, Michael, thank you for jumping on. Thanks for talking. This was a great time being able to talk about the best event in Halloween season. No, honestly, thank you so much for having me on. Like, anytime I can talk about HHN, like, this, like, these next two months are like my social life and pretty much my personal life at this point. Like, I, I love this event. Yeah. So, thank you so much for having me on. Like, this, this was so much fun. Yeah, of course. Now, Michael, tell everyone one more time where they can find you, where they can find your podcast, because it's a must listen to. So, you can find my podcast, The MC Universe. Um, you can find it on Spotify and on Anchor, and you can also follow me on Instagram at the MC Universe, uh, the then dot MC then dot Universe. Awesome, Michael! Thank you for joining us. Um, excited to kick it with you one more time at Halloween Horror Nights this weekend. And if you haven't gone yet, make sure that you go to Halloween Horror Nights this year. Yep, absolutely. If you haven't done it yet, do it. And if it's your first time, this is a good first year to go to. For sure, for sure. But, um, Michael, thanks again. And can't wait to talk to everyone next week on Journey into Paul's Imagination. All right. Thank you so much, Paul. I'm so glad to be in your imagination.